Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Use promo code KIRK and play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code KIRK at DraftKings.com. We've had, for for my estimation anyway, surprisingly good reaction to these athlete interviews. We've had a lot of them. We've had Drew Bledsoe on. We've had Schilling on. I guess he doesn't count. Antoine Walker. Uh, not, I'll be truthfully, uh, total full disclosure, not my favorite ones to do. I guess Lenny Dykstra, he's, in, he's not really an athlete. He's like a fucking alien. But uh, we had Mo Vaughn on this week. Um, and it was okay. I'd say it was. we didn't quite make that connection. The, the, you can feel sometimes in a good interview, it didn't quite happen. This Mo was really nice. Really accommodating. Came in, figured stuff out. Good talk. Uh, I would not rank it as one of the highest ones. I know you're listening. You listen every week, so you're going to hang with me on this one. It's worth listening to. We get to some stuff, uh, but I didn't, and it's mostly on me. We never quite had that click. Maybe I'm wrong, and let me know if I am. Uh, but it's definitely worth a listen. It's about, what, a half-hour conversation or so with the hit dog, Movon. All right, so we're here. Well, not quite in the stage studio in the station that I work at. We're at the station, not in the studio we do the show, but you're close, and you know, you had a, kind of a back and forth relationship with sports talk radio when you were a player. Did you listen a lot or no? Were you one of these guys that listened? I had a back back and forth with EI. Well, we're at EI, yeah. You know, but I I was telling my partner Diane. I said, you know, I think the big thing that we stuck on was it wasn't about the money, right? And I think you know once we once we found out about the the general manager to get the situation, everything became clear, and we've always had a great relationship. What do you mean the general ever, manager ever. situation? Well, the situation was when I was here, everybody was claiming it wasn't about the money. But we right. found that, you know, what Dan Duquette was, was trying to imply at the time wasn't the case. And what I you, think, you know. Did you, do, yeah. So do you not like Duquette to this day? No, it's just it's just business. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's business. As you get older and you mature, you, uh, you start understanding what it is to be in ownership and player relationship, what, what ownership is trying to try, trying to do, what – players are trying to do and you figure out uh how you fit in i think you know if i was uh you know had some more experience in, in life which you don't really get at yeah, how, age, so how old are you at this time i'm 49 no, i'm sorry i know that i'm saying how old are you at this time when you're saying it's not about the money how old are you then? i'm 20 I'm, I'm 30 30 you're a kid 30, i mean 31 still, years old 30 right years old so you're still you know you're still not mature enough to understand that relationship of management player. Sure. So, you know, you're you're fighting as I was telling somebody yesterday, you know, you know, you're you're playing a you know, you're in the big leagues or whatever you are, NFL, NBA, whatever high profile sports you are, you know, you're worried about taking care of yourself. Whereas ownership is worrying about taking about the global responsibility. And right. I think that's what you have to learn as an athlete, uh, what ownership is trying to do versus what you are trying to, to come trying to come across as as a player. Do you regret leaving? Of course, I think you know. If you could do it again, what would you have done differently? 
I don't know if I don't know if I could have actually done anything differently. I think I I would have kept my mouth closed. Yeah. You know what I mean, I think that's what what I would have done. I would have just not always spoken what was exactly on my mind. I think you never can you never can win that battle. And that's what you know through through media talk radio I sure do. print media. You can never win that battle. I think that's something that you have to learn. So but that was the only thing. I just think I wouldn't have wouldn't, he, have, wouldn't, have, it, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have spoken out as much. You're, you, you're a smart guy, and human nature is. Could you have been able to do that? I mean, you have things to say. Would you have been you if you didn't do that? I mean, would you I be probably, able to do that? Could you sit there and know, or at least think that you're right, right? Think you're 100% right. Somebody says something else, and 12 guys you know, come up to you after a, a game and, and say that. Could you really sit there and say, you know what? This is, this is going to drive me fucking crazy, but I'm, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. That's a discipline I know I don't have. I think I could do it now. You know, um, Right. I think when you understand what you are, you understand the position that the ownership takes, and then you understand the, what media is trying to do. What's media trying to do? Media is trying to create the story. Absolutely. And, you know, that's why the media loved and hate, hated me at, when I was playing here because, I, you know, people wanted me to be quiet. The media loved me to talk. And, of course, that's going against ownership. That's how we get to where we are. Who did you like or dislike in the media? What was your relationship like with, say, Shaughnessy? I, 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 didn't, mind, I didn't mind these guys. Will McDonough? I, I didn't. I, Will McDonough didn't like me, but it was it was okay. I understand why now. You know, he was, he was friends with the owner. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But you know what, at the time. But you don't know that at the time. You don't know you, it. You don't understand the the the, the global perspective. What what everybody's trying to get across. Well, this is still Harrington, right? We're still Harrington. Yeah. So, but so somebody doesn't come up to you, somebody else in the media or a friend, and say, "Hey, listen, Mo, back then in '90, whatever, what year are we talking? We're talking mid '90s, no, yeah, '97. Yeah. I was going to say, right, nobody right. comes up to you and says, Mo, just so you know, McDonough's in the bag with Harrington. They're all buddies. They grew up together. That conversation never happens, or you just that you... doesn't happen. Really? No, no one understands the the total ramifications of what the ownership wants to wants the media portray. Yeah, what the media is trying to get out, and what the players wants to portray. No one knows that. You know that after the fact. You know that as you as you mature. You know that as you get older. You know that as as experience. But you don't know that. You know what was you your playing. deal? What was your deal with Anaheim? How much was? How many years? How much was it? Don't uh, act like you don't know. You know. You know. There's no. There's no way. I don't know, know the years. I I signed a deal for eighty two million dollars. Eighty two million bucks. Do you know? Right? Because I lived in L, I lived in California for a few years. Obviously, a little different than you. But I moved from here to there. You did you know right away that it was just going to be a different life there? It just didn't matter as much. No. To the fans and the media, because it, it doesn't, right? I mean, it, no. it doesn't. Listen, you, you you build up all this animosity. You're like, oh, I'm getting out of here. I'm going. Oh, right. So it's and sort then, of like you know, a- then you know, you're like, man, you know. And then you know, for me, when I I I had a good spring training, mm-hmm. I was set to go. Listen, I don't know if this would have happened or not, but uh, you know, I hurt. I fell in the dugout the first first game, first, right? First game. Yeah, I landed on my ankle, my left ankle, which is the one that I really need. You know, I was a back leg hitter, hitting sure. lefty. And by five years later, I was out of the game. My, I never, never healed. I never was the same. But the main thing that was different was the intensity of coming to the ballpark. What you know, Fenway Park and the fans of Boston and the and the media and the and the talk radio drives you to be successful. And I think that's what, what, what will always be missing. It might be easier to come from the West Coast to the East Coast as a player, but definitely more difficult going east. Uh, uh, East to West. What's your relationship like with the Red Sox organization today? It's great. And I think, you know, John Henry and the entire group uh, makes it very, very easy for 
ex-ball players to come back. So what do you? What is your? What do you do? You show up a couple times a year. I I show up a couple times a year. I come to the game. You know, I bring my family, or I'll, or I'll, uh, you know, just come by and see everybody. Listen, I, I, you know, I run three or four different enterprises. I Mm -hmm. I got a lot of work to do. It's, it's not like I'm, you know, have 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 the season to to just do whatever. But whenever I can get in the area, I come. Yeah, I call, I call, I come, and they take care of me. We'll get to those enterprises in a second because I know you got a, a lot to promote. You're not, you're not here for your health. I know that. So we'll definitely promote those for you. No problem. Absolutely. Um, do you get – jealous probably isn't the right word, but you've seen what's happened here in the last 15 years. And do you think, geez, between you and Pedro and Nomar, you had sort of a, 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 uh, a nucleus that could have won some championships. And for different reasons, you left and Nomar couldn't stay healthy. It didn't happen. Is it part of that? Did you think in, say, 95 or 96? So you get swept by Cleveland in 95, right? Right. Are you thinking, you know what? It sucks, but we're going to win some championships here. No. No? Um, when you look at you look at the teams that are successful, ownership mm-hmm. wants them to be successful. And this is just, listen, I don't know what was going on in the Harrington's mind or this or that, but you saw when John Harrington came to this team, we built a, or built a team to win. We had good teams when I played, but we weren't the better team. We had, you know, this, you know, when the Red Sox won the first championship in 04, we went out, we, you know, we had three, four hitters. We had leadoff hitters. We had guys that could pick it. We had a bullpen. We had guys coming set up for the seventh, eighth, and ninth. It was, right. Wait, it was an organization that was built to win in October. All right, more with Mo Vaughn in just a second. But first, I have to talk to you about DraftKings. At DraftKings.com, you don't have to come in first place to cash in. The player who finished 800th in week one took home 100 bucks. 100 bucks for 800th place. This weekend, DraftKings is hosting another huge fantasy contest with over a million bucks in total prizes up for grabs. It's the destination. We know this for one-week fantasy football. I know all you guys and girls listening play fantasy football, so go to DraftKings. It makes sense. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments, so you're not in trouble if you have a bad week. Just pick your contest, draft your team, follow the action live. Go to DraftKings.com right now. Choose your players for this weekend's contest. For listeners of my podcast, you guys, help me out here. Help yourselves out. Enter promo code KIRK, K-I-R-K. Play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code KIRK, K-I-R-K, to play free. For your share of over $1 million in total prizes, DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See website for details. So what did the previous organization do wrong? So what? So so 95, let's just say 95, you win. We were uh, good. We were, we were so a good what, team, what, but weren't we weren't. They, what weren't they doing right? We weren't, we weren't built to win with two, with three starters, a bullpen to win in the playoffs. We just weren't. We were good, but we weren't built to win. And there's a difference. Yeah. Did you think that when you saw Nomar, you look at Nomar's career now, and it's kind of mind-blowing to me the way he started that, you know, he wound up not being a Hall of Fame player. I mean, when you first saw this guy, you were there at the beginning. Did you think this is going to be one of the great players in baseball history? I mean, did you think you were watching a guy who's going to have 3,000 hits and win three or four MVPs? I mean, it seemed that way, right? I never seen anybody come up who could just take that first pitch and hit it solidly, consistently, you know, pitcher by pitcher and bat by bat. And yeah, you know his, his speed, his play. You know his two hundred hits, he hit for power. Is that whole Jeter, Garcia and at the time, A Rod, the shortstop. You know, phenomenon was coming. You thought this guy was going to put his name up in lights, no doubt. Did you uh, did you get the sense? That, so I'm trying to think of the managers you had. So you had Kevin Kennedy, right? Well, I had. I was here eight years. We had six yeah. different managers. Six different managers. Cool. Had, who am I forgetting? We had. 
I started with Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan. Oh, that's right. You were here. Butch, Hob- Morgan, but, right? Butch Hobson, Kevin Kennedy, Jimmy Williams, and there was one more. Well, I had four out of six. Four out of eight. Four years. out of six. Yeah. So you got here. You're, you got here, and you were here. That you always forget yeah, I was that. Here that was ninety-one. You, yeah, you're here for Clemens. You're Coach, here for yeah. Butch Hobson. You're here for. You got along well with Clemens, right? Yeah, Clemens is a good friend. Yeah, Rogers is a good friend. What was he like back then? Same guy. Same guy. Same guy that you know when you face him, you hate him. But when he's on your team, you love him. What was your first reaction? The thing, you, the thing when you look at Clemens now, right, there's this sort of narrative that's been filled, which is the last couple of years he was a 500 pitcher, which is statistically true. But the second half of that last year, he was great. He, was, he, was, he struck out 20 guys. He led the league in strikeouts the second half. He was still throwing hard. There may have been reasons for that. But what was your feeling when you found out he was leaving to go to Toronto? I mean, was that more uh, bitterness toward the organization? Did you understand why it was happening? Listen, I, 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 I think that, as again— Yep. You know, we're players and we're thinking player like mindset and attitudes. Of course, you know, a guy that that when I came to the organization took me under his wing and and raised me through the organization, of course when he when he decided when they don't sign him back, you start taking that, you know, that 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 mindset of what the hell is management and ownership doing. Of course it happens. But you know, you understand later. You do? So you, you understand, understand later. you understand later why Duquette so you, you got, it seems like you got along okay with Duquette. No, is that wrong? No, I don't. I don't. I think that Dan Duquette wanted to be the star of the show when he came into town, and he had a problem with with my effects in this town being being so positive, and that's that's just the way that went, you know. Um, but everything happens. You know, he's back in baseball. He's with the Orioles. He's doing what he got to do. What he do. I'm doing what I got to do. So it is what it is. And the first time you saw Pedro, oh, it was awesome. I mean, did you think this? I is... thought we were building, and I thought I was going to be a part of that part right. of that process. And it, like I said, it was a shame to to listen. I think I was part of the reason why I, why I was out of here. But if it wasn't because of play, because if you look at my numbers from ninety three to nine, the time I left, there was no lag, no let off, no nothing. Well, your numbers were, I think, better the year after you won MVP. But I'm just saying, if yeah, you, no, if no, very, 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 great, very, yeah. very, very consistent from the time you know all you know my full season in this in this town was as consistent as anybody well, in the uniform. Walk me through ever. the negotiation process, then you know. So I can't walk you through that. How many years ago was well, that? Well, you were. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying I'm, basic bullet points. I mean, you only the basic, go, you only the basic point by point. Uh, I mean, the basic bullet point. When did was, you know, put it this way? When when did you get? Did you get an offer where you said to you and your agent said, "All right, obviously this isn't going to happen. Like clearly, they don't want me here." Well, just take this. They gave me an offer at that time. I think around. Forty million bucks, and I signed a signed a deal for eighty million. Bucks. That's what I'm saying. So, so the I highest offer you got was forty million. So I think that's that's you know that's 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 where you are. You know, for for me, it was an offer of forty million, and I signed a deal for forty for eight, for eighty million. So some there, there's some type of there's a gap, right? <laughs> that's about the forty million dollar gap. Exactly. I don't blame you, it's but I'm gap. saying at that point, do you, do you, I would have signed it too. I think I would have taken know? the eighty million dollar. But that's my point. So when you see that forty million dollar offer, you must think these guys don't want me. Clearly, they don't want me. They're not going to make this offer if they want me. I think one guy didn't want me here. Harrington? I think Dan Duquette didn't want oh, me Duquette. here. Duquette, okay, all right. Okay. That was, I think that was, that was the issue. But why wouldn't, I know you've, we're going through, through some old times, but people love, I'm telling you, people love hearing this shit. Right. Why, why didn't he want you here? Because you're outspoken? I think I was, I think at the time. But you hit, though. I was too outspoken at that time. And maybe Mr. Harrington didn't want me here either. Did you have a confrontation with Duquette? I don't know if it was a confrontation. We, I think we all clearly knew which side of the fence we were on. Yeah. And, and that's how we went about it. Yeah. Okay. You know? uh, so we're we're at a point in baseball now, mid '90s, late '90s. We all know what's going on, and we know what baseball remembered for that period. 
Were you a guy? Were you a juicer? Were you a steroid guy? No. Never? Never took them? No. You ever see them being taken? No, that's why it was so weird to me. Listen, I, 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 I equate this to this. I was talking yesterday. I was talking legends with Bob Bell. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, my greatest year, I hit 44 home runs. And at the time, you know, I hit that. That season, it felt like I was hitting a home run every other at bat right. or every other game. It just, it just, it was like, it was just, everything was just lining up. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine how it would feel to hit 66, 69, and 70 home runs. It, I just, it, it didn't make sense to me. Were you ever offered it or tempted to try it? I mean, did you put it this way? You must have known. You see, you see these numbers happening, McGuire and Sosa and all these guys. You must know something's going on. Guys are talking, Listen, right? Guys weren't talking. Guys really? Weren't talking. So you weren't aware that steroids were being taken at baseball what, all the time? Listen, what am, I, what am I talking for? I'm hitting three, four, 320. I'm in the All-Star game. I'm an MVP. Well, sure. I'm not looking to change what well, I'm doing. But, I'm not really caring what anybody else is doing. Sure, but I mean, look at the kind of player Bonds was before he did. He was a great player, he didn't too. Need, he, didn't need, he didn't need to do it. And he's in the other league, so when do we see him? Well, I know, but boy, you play with Conseco. You play right. with Clemens. I mean, mm-hmm. these are guys who, but just my point is, I'm not saying that a guy's taking out his needle in front of you and shooting it up. My point is, in a the, locker room, it was never discussed ever? It wasn't just, I did it, first of all, it didn't need to be discussed by me on any level because I was putting on my numbers. Right. And I, didn't, and I knew, you know, what I had, to, how I had to work to get that. Now, you look at guys and you say, all right, you know, you're looking up and, you know, seventy home runs at the end of the year. You're like, wow. You know, at that at that year, I remember in 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 ninety eight, seventy two was hit. Well, I hit forty, right? And I hit. I was going for the batting title at the same time. And, right. and for me, I drove in as many RBIs as those guys were hitting seventy. Right. So I wasn't looking like how their statistics were rating against mine. I just was doing sure. my work. So it was when it all came out. I was like, and, and then I started thinking back when I hit forty four. How that felt. And I said, man, it must have been crazy to hit 72. <laughs> well, crazy. Maybe, I guess maybe you could And walked 200 times. So, right, you know, he walked over. The, so you're striking, base, the, you're striking or, the baseball very well. Right. Do you, how do you feel about that story era now when you look back at it? Do you feel differently about those guys, about Bonds or A-Rod or Sosa or McGuire? As a guy, As a guy, you said you did it clean. I mean, is the part I, of you, is, the is only one, The only one that I, I, I don't question Barry Bonds because Barry Bonds, when, if, if and when he started this, he already had 400 home runs and 400 steals. He won three and, MVPs, yeah. And 300 MVPs. So I don't question him. Now, do I wonder how many home runs everybody would have hit without the juice? Of course. But does it affect me in terms of am I angry? I'm not angry. People got to do what they're going to do. It's their, it's their choice. Did you like Canseco? Uh, I loved him. You did? Yeah. Was he, his, he seems crazy. I mean, if you He's follow him cool. on Twitter, He's was cool. he nuts or no? I think people on Twitter, everybody tries to be nuts, right? Uh, but I know, but he seems. I mean, he takes pictures. To, of, he takes yeah, pictures of himself blowing his finger off with a gun. I yeah, mean, but you're trying. Is, to, I don't do that. You're trying to create a stir. So I think you know. Who is me? Oh, Twitter. Everybody's trying to create their own stir. You know, this whole listen. I, I got to work on social media myself, but I think you know uh, everybody is is trying to create something. You know, when you're doing it, you yeah. know what I mean. So they're gonna do, they're gonna act a little crazy. Actually, Jose's a if Jose's smart. Let me tell you something. Jose was was one of the smartest ball players I ever played with. He knew the 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 intricacies of hitting. He knew the setup. He just didn't focus as much. If he ever focused, he could have been one of the greatest greatest to play either play too. So I t- I had I've had a few ex athletes on. We've done about forty of these. I had Drew Bledsoe on who was good. And then the guy that was Antoine Walker. 
So Antoine signed a $100 million contract and blew it. I mean, he pissed all his money away. You signed an $80 million contract. I'm going to guess he made over $100 million as a player, right? Give or take. I made, a, made, right? made about 100 Not bad. Okay. I understand half of that's gone right from the start, right? Because taxes, whatever. So let's say $50 million. Let's just right. say you pay your agents, whatever, $35, $40 million. Did you keep it? Were you smart? Did you have somebody around? Or early on in your career, do you, were you spending money like a madman? Were you doing dumb stuff? I mean, how, how are you doing right now? Did you keep your money? I kept it. And I was, I was a madman, too, at the same What'd time. What would you do? What was, the, what was the kind of dumb stuff you would do? I just think, I don't know if it was this. I, I think what I, my biggest thing was, I wanted to have a full house wherever I was. Like, when I, but when I retired, I had a house in, I had a house in, L.A. Yeah, I had a house in uh, a, a big apartment in New York, and a house in Boston. Okay, I think that's. A, I think that's, that's not what excessive, that though. was. What yeah. that was what my my right. advice was. I had to have a full. I didn't like living in an apartment. I didn't like that, but I I that was my thing. Well, I mean, Antoine Walker's telling me he's playing fifty thousand dollars hands of blackjack. No, no, no. You know, he's tomorrow. got a, he's got an entourage with him that travels first class. So you weren't doing no, that. No, no, no. You weren't doing that. No, no. Not Did you have a guy early on so you could understand that you know you do this, you do that, don't do this, don't do that? I mean, because I, I, I if I'm I, if I'm 29, 30 years old and I have eighty million dollars, I was a dummy back then. I probably would have screwed it up. I had great parents though. Yeah, you know what I mean, I had yeah. you, know, you know my my both my parents were teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, did I listen to them all the time? No, but I had somebody behind me, like you know, still ding 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 ding. This right. is what you got to do. Right. You know, and then you know, I always knew that. This game wasn't going to be the 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 end all to define me, mm-hmm. and I was always looking to get in business. Mm-hmm. And when I retired in two thousand three, I was able to parlay that into some ventures. Yeah, what are you doing now? Right now, uh, um, I own and operate over fourteen thousand units of affordable housing in thirty two states. Mm-hmm. I uh, um, have a transportation company out of Ohio that's in thirty two states in the Great Lakes area. And you know why we're here is I, I just started a clothing line for Big and Tall called MVP Collections. So okay. I've been able to to look at things that are needs, um, not just you know throwing stuff up against the wall to try to create things just for for any any other reason, but look at things that are needs, and they, and they've been successful, been lucky, been fortunate. See, if I'm you and I have that kind of money, I say forget everybody else. I live in my nice houses, I play golf, and I do nothing. That's it. I give you credit. You have some, you have some initiative. I have none. I don't know. What, why I, can't you just say, you know what? I've had a great, successful life, and let's just kick our feet up and enjoy it. Because I have my kids late. Like, I have 11. I'm, I'm, I'm 40. I'll be 49 December. Okay. I have an 11-year-old. Yeah. Well, she'll be 12, you know, this yeah. next month. I have a 4-year-old. And I was sitting in Cleveland. I'm like, what example am I showing them? At that, you know, right. they didn't see me play, so I needed to be doing something. Yeah, and that's how I felt about it. Now they see me working all the time. I hope that it, that inspires them to go yeah. out and go out and produce. But that's how I always looked at it. That you know, listen, you got to you got to be doing something, or, or 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 bad things can happen. That's that's how I always looked at it. Did you ever think of going back into baseball? I did, but I always felt that you know I wanted to give somebody the chance that needed the chance to to do that. And I, you know, listen. I. <clears throat> what do you mean I, by that? Oh, you mean like meaning a guy like, who like, like have... guy, guy, you know, guy that's coaching financially. I, you mean. Financially, I, I, I had my time. I made my money. Give, give those guys a chance that 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 need to be there, doing that. I wanted to get out and do things. I didn't want to. I played, you know, my was on a schedule my whole life. I, I didn't want to be that. I wanted, to, I wanted to run my own shoes. You play with certain guys who you knew would be managers one day. I mean, do you know oh, that? Yeah. 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 
Veritech one of those guys? Yeah, I think Veritech's one of those guys. You think he's going to be a manager? I think so. You think he wants to be? I don't know if he wants to be. You know, Veritech's like tech's, tech's, tech's low-key, you know, but he's very smart. Yeah. And he knows how to lead without raising his voice. I think he'd be a, I think he'd be a good manager. But I think he's... He's primed for that for that position. That's the other thing is he's a guy. That's the other question I would have. He's a guy who's made a lot of money. I'm sure he's a smart guy. He's probably kept a lot of it. Do you want to, at that point in your life, on a on a on a Tuesday night in in May or June, leave your family and get in a plane and go to Minnesota and an eight day? I mean, I, at some point, don't you get sick of the travel, sick of the life, or no? Could you imagine the Boston Red Sox. I mean, well, I know I understand that. I, I understand that. A chance to do that. I understand that part. And of I it. think I think he sat there and has. Sat behind the GM, mm-hmm. learned a lot. He's, he's very much he's very much qualified, you know, as anybody in the organization. Do you miss playing? Yeah, probably, if I weren't successful, I would. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I, I mean, think, you know, are, but, I think you know yeah. you miss the the camaraderie in the clubhouse, and you miss things. Do I miss having to worry about? You know, when I played, there was one guy throwing over 100, and now there's 14 guys in the major leagues. Do I miss having to worry about that slider on the black? You know, you know, bottom of the seventh inning, tied the game. No, no, I'm, I'm good. Who's the best pitcher you ever faced? Pedro when I came back. When you came, oh, really? When I came back. Well, that was him. that was right in the middle of his yeah, madness, it was right? Awesome. How about Rivera? I hit him. You hit pretty well yeah, against Rivera. Check the stats. Why'd you? How you? How are you able to do that? I just said I, I, I. I mean, you start, were, were you a big video guy or no? Oh yeah, I studied. I studied. I knew what guys were going to do. And that's so, you know, people. Somebody asked me about David Ortiz last night. You know, his intelligence. Any man that hits 500 home runs and does what he does in the clutch in the playoffs is very, very intelligent. Anybody can back that high and slug and do all those different things would be very interesting. So I was, I was in the game. I know the, I know the game. You know, I got a son. He'll know the game as well as I do. Was there any part of you at all? And you're probably a better guy than I am because I'd be a little bitter. Any part of you bitter in 2004 watching the Red Sox win the World Series, thinking I could, if healthy, I could still be that guy. I could be the guy, not Mikavich, catching that ball at first base. No. Nothing. Listen, you know, you things happen. You you move on. Uh, you never look back. You look back, people are gaining on you. I'm always moving, moving forward. There was a reason I came here to Boston. I tend to think that you know, I was I was a black player that maybe had paved the way for other people. Maybe I made it a little bit easier. We've all have taken a part in, in the success of the Red Sox in our own little way. You're going dating back to Johnny Pesky and all the rest of them who right. who never won. And that's how we feel. And like I told somebody yesterday, we all get joy and feel the relief when they first won that 2000. I didn't care who won it. I'm glad somebody won it in 2004. Did you get the sense? And I mean, I've grown, I've lived here my whole life. I grew up here, but I grew up in Winchester, which is, you might know, is 10 or 15 minutes from here. You know, very affluent, very white when I grew up there. So it's a different world for me. So when I would read things about, oh, this black guy's complaining, that, and that, like, you know, like an idiot, I'd say, well, no, that's not the case because I lived a different life. Did you get the sense when you came here, Jesus, 25 years ago that you were in the city that had, ra- you know, race issues? Of course, you know. I think you, I, I was very, very did you lucky. Face it? Yeah. I didn't face it directly in my life, and I still don't face it directly. You face racism indirectly. I don't think anybody's going to come up to me and, and 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 be racist. Probably not. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So not like I'll be doing that during this podcast. Exactly. I'll pass. Yeah. Exactly. So, but I think I handled. I think I I taught some people some things that you know we 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 can all get along. I told somebody last night. I told Steve Burton last night, we got all these issues. We seem to understand that, you know, when we go into a major league clubhouse or we go into a, an NFL locker room, 
there's people from all different walks of life, mm-hmm. and we seem to get along. We all get along when you go see, you know, in the stands when we go see the Red Sox play. We all get along at, at Gillette Stadium. We all get along, you know, we see the Celtics. Why can't, what is the issue when we get out of here? And until we can fix that issue, we're going to continue to have these situations. And that's what, what let's directly look at the problem and, and see that there are different things that show this works. But what happens when we get in the street? That's what we got to figure out. Do you get the sense that if you were an athlete today, like you were, let's say you were an MVP player now instead of 1995 and all this stuff's going on with Kaepernick and this and that, would you have been outspoken? Would you have spoken your mind? Would you have said? First of all, I would not have knelt at the flag. Right. Um, that's just not my thing. I, but I mean. I would have, I would have, okay. I would have, I would have reacted a different way. Sure, but racism right now, for some reason, you know, it happens now one of the big issues in the country. If reporters have come up to you. At the height of it, with people dying and people being accused of, you know, police. That's what being I mean. Accused. Right. So, Dude, so let's they... let's look at the issue. The issue is why are black males getting killed by cops? And I think let's not blame anybody else. Let's not blame any races. Let's not blame who this, who that. That's what needs to be fixed. We need to look at that problem and fix that problem directly. However, they need to do that. And when that problem is fixed. All these other issues will be fixed. Well, and well, well also, I mean, you got to say the same thing. The thing that we don't talk about enough, I don't think, is, yep, so, you know, you have police officers occasionally killing black people, no question. But, you know, last week you've got dozens and dozens of black kids killing other black kids in Chicago with guns. But, and, and, but again, again, let's, let's, let's not go, we're not, we're not going to talk about what we're doing internally. The issue is. Well, I think both we, matter, though. I? We, I do, but yeah. we need to fix the first one first. And then we can internally think about other things. But that needs to be. That's, see, that's what everybody wants to do. They want to say, well, hey, it's okay or it's all right oh, no, because. No, 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 no. I'm not saying because that. I'm not saying that. We have black on black crime or, or Spanish on Spanish crime or Latin on Latin crime or white on white crime. Let's fix the issue that everybody, where the hate is coming from. Right now, and then when we fix that issue, I think all the other issues will be fixed. I'm still surprised. You know, you'll still get it, not as much as before. And, and guys like you are a big factor, and guys like Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, who have had long careers here. But occasionally, when you've got uh, the Celtics courting a potential black free agent or another team like Durant, you know, over the mm-hmm. summer, you'll still see some stories and people still saying that the fact that it's a black guy is still a factor. There's still some trepidation about coming to Boston. I could be wrong, but I don't feel like that's an issue anymore. Am I Listen. wrong? Listen, I think that whole thing has changed. Yeah. And I think, you know, through myself, through other great players, through Paul Pierce, through David Ortiz, through all, through Pedro Martinez, I think that issue has been broken. I don't think that's an issue here in Boston anymore. Do we have issues like every part of the country? Of course we do. We'll work on them. But I don't think anybody can stand up and say, you shouldn't come to Boston because of because of those relationships. I think those relationships have been have been understood and been broken. Big debate now. It's happened now the last couple of weeks, even more, especially this year with Ortiz. The question is now, who is the greatest Red Sox player of all time? And people are, people are saying, I, I would still, I look at numbers, and I still say Ted Williams because his numbers are mind-blowing. But some people say Ortiz now. I, at, I mean, you must have known Ted Williams. I'm a great, I'm a, I'm a Ted Williams fan. What was he like? Friend, he was great to me. Um, but David Ortiz is the man. So you put him, you rank him over Williams. Listen, you got the hardware to do it. Listen, we all talk. Everybody, how come in the NFL, you know, it's championships for quarterbacks? The NBA, it's championships for, for the NBA. But there's no difference here. What we do championship-wise, 
he's got three. You know, I'm not saying you know, I don't know. I'm not saying you put him above him, but there's no reason that he doesn't have a seat at the table with Ted Williams, Larry Bird, Bobby Orr, and David or and, uh, and Brady and, and, and Tom Brady. He's at the table with them. Now you can move Yaz and uh, all these other guys inside and outside, but. His seat doesn't move. You can move people in and out, but his his doesn't. What was your relationship like? So you would talk to Williams and see him at spring training. You'd see him. Oh, like, he was great. And he would talk hitting all the time. He would just. He was just. He was tough. He believed in swinging the bat. You got three strikes. Why aren't you swinging? I took a pitch and uh, he was walking down. We were in Winter Haven back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And we we're walking down, and uh, he's coming down the hill. You know, he come down the hill. Yep. The guy throws a strike. He sees me at the bat. It was a first pitch strike. Yells, time out. Loud. I'm like, who is this guy talking? It's Teddy. Calls him to the fence. Because you ever take a first pitch fastball, I'm going to throw you out of the box. But he was, he was, he was, he was great. He was, he was a great guy. I went to his house. He was, he, he was, I went to his house in Florida after I won an, won an award. He was a great guy. Great. How about Yes? Yaz, Yaz is just as good. Yaz didn't come around as much. You see, Yaz seems a little more, but, a little bit reserved, more distant. Right? Yaz yeah. likes to fish and do his stuff. But whenever our old, older guys, you know, all our old, 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 older guys came around, it was always good to see them in the clubhouse. Are you starting to feel like that guy now? I mean, will you go down to spring training? I go every year. I take my family. Yeah. And I think, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, yesterday, I couldn't imagine if I could hit that JetBlue Stadium, like, you know, in spring training and really get my inside-out swing going right. before the season starts, where you don't give away that first six weeks because you're freezing. Yeah. Uh, it would have been great. But you, it's great. You didn't like Winter Haven? I didn't mind it. I didn't know anything, yeah. but I like yeah. I like JetBlue now. Well, it's just a different. I mean, yeah, it's, it's totally the level different. is is through the roof. Exactly. Uh, well, okay. So one more time. So talk to me about what 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 you're here because again, you're here today. Promote away. Go ahead. One more All time. Right. We are here. Sports. We are here to promote MVP Collections, which is a big and tall brand for guys my size and and above. And we're trying to create a lifestyle look where why can't a guy have the dress be able to go out and be professional, have a button down, have pants, have a jacket, the whole nine yards. And I was the customer in this whole situation. Okay. But I was the one who had the excess capital to go out and find a tailor to look at, you know, to look at this. But we, when I started this venture with my partner, Diane, we did a little bit of reconnaissance. We found that nobody was in this, in this space. Okay. So that's why we've been up on e-com for the past seven weeks. And we're using our social media to gather the information. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta gather information. We gotta figure out what exactly where to hit the bullseye, so we know what we're, what we're trying to do. But it's a, uh, it's 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 a lifestyle look. It gives all of our all of our two x, three x, four x, five x, possibly six x guys, uh, thirty wide size waist, thirty eight to fifty, gives them the ability to have you know to have some style, be cool. You know, look classy. Have 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 you know, have the same benefits of a normal guy, and that's that's how we got into it. And another thing is, Good. you know, you know, we are made in America, and I think that's 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 very very important. Seems like you're you're definitely hands on, right? You're working serious hours a week Listen, here. Nothing right nothing works. I as I said, I I run three entities. I work in them all. Um, nothing works. Nothing works from you, nothing works being in satellite. Right. You got to be hands-on to make things happen. All right. And finally, for the record, you don't hate Dan Duquette anymore. I don't hate anybody anymore. Oh, can you, how, how can you live like that? Because— I'm envious of you. My whole job is fueled by hate. 
You know it is. You're just yeah. doing. You're just doing a job. Absolutely not. You're just doing a job. I mean, listen. You know. You know. You, you never I, hated Dan Duquette. I think I hated him when I left. Yeah. <laughs> so know? there was eight. But after a while, what, what, what are we doing? With Have you seen him? From? Have you seen him? I haven't seen him at all. What would you do if you ran into him today? You'd I'd be probably cool? shake his hand. You would? Listen, I'm, whatever happened here from me going from Boston to L.A. to New York to in business, it is what it is. And when you see people here now in the city, I, I mean, I've seen you. People, it's like you were never gone, right? Fan-wise, I'm saying. Listen, I didn't, I didn't know how. It took me a long time to come back because... I didn't know how I was going to be received. Yeah. You know, people used to tell me, "Well, you're, you're crazy." But ever since I've come back, you know, I, I went on the field for the Jimmy Fund. Man, people, people take care of me, and it's a great place to come back to, all the time. And I appreciate all the fans' support in any, any, any way they've. Are you in the Red me. Sox Hall of Fame? I am. You are. When did you get in? Four, four or five years ago. Okay, I was going to yeah. say if you weren't in, you should be in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, Mo. Thanks for your time. I appreciate. It. I'll let you get going. So yeah. we'll promote that for you. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, too. Thanks. Okay. All right. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Enough About Me podcast. If you want more podcasts like this with guests like Artie Lang, who else is going to have Artie Lang and fucking Bob Ryan on the same podcast? Or David Portnoy and uh, John Tomasi. If you want to listen to podcasts like this, you go to iTunes, Stitcher, you can go to WEI.com, you can go to the mobile app. When you go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, and subscribe. That's going to help us out a lot. If you want more of these, leave a rating, leave a review, and subscribe. Make sure you do that for me. That is a command. Now do it. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.